Tonight, I'll be talking about the spirit of a Confederate soldier, a phone app that allows you to communicate with ghosts, and a couple of different encounters involving shadow entities. These experiences and more, all coming up on this edition of Paranormal Mysteries. Thank you for joining me and welcome. I'm your host, Nick Ryan. Before I start tonight's show, I'd like to recognize Pat, Leland, and Alex for their contributions on Patreon. Thank you so much for your generosity. And as always, the show wouldn't be possible without all of my amazing listeners in every corner of the world. I appreciate all of your continued support. And now, let's begin with our first experience of the night which comes to us from Biffendor, and Biffendor's experience is called Ex-Husband's Experience. Biffendor says, In 2014, me and my then-husband moved into what we called our forever home. I didn't have any senses of anything in the home, and my husband, who was a huge skeptic and disbeliever of anything paranormal, would never believe anything I ever shared with him. So after some time, I just stopped sharing. While living in the house, I sometimes felt like there were eyes on me. After a couple of years, my marriage soured unfortunately, and we started sleeping in separate rooms on each end of the house. I started experiencing all things during the night, such as my door handle turning, and sometimes it would even open. I would hear running through the house, and sometimes I would feel like someone was just on the other end of the door, standing there. I would ask my husband if that was him, and he said absolutely not, and that he was asleep across the house. So, we set up security cameras. We also had two small children, so I just assumed that they would be getting out of their bed and running through the house, and trying to come in my room. I had a continuing experience where I would wake up in the middle of the night and see a shadowy figure standing there a few feet away from my bed. I would just look at it and then go back to sleep. One particular night, I heard what sounded like a picture falling off the wall in the living room, and then I heard running across the house. I laid there with my eyes closed and heard what sounded like my son opening my door and then coming in my room. I then heard my bedside table drawer open, and it sounded like someone was moving around the items in my drawer. I rolled over and said, Parker, please stop doing that and go back to bed. However, when I opened my eyes there was nothing there. I checked under the bed and checked the whole room. I then walked through the house and opened my child's door, and he was actually asleep in his bed, along with his brother. It actually happened again a few nights later when I had the exact same experience, where something sounded like it fell off the wall and crashed onto the floor. It was followed by the sound of running to my room and the door opening, and again I thought that this was my son. However, this time I didn't say anything and I rolled over and opened my eyes, and I then saw a tall black shadowy figure with his hands hovering over the top of my nightstand. I said, stop doing that and leave me alone, and I then closed my eyes and I went back to sleep. The following day I explained to my husband what happened, and I tried to tell him several times to check the camera. 
We checked the camera and we heard the noises. However, we didn't see any movement on the film. And the cameras were facing outside the house, so it only recorded the audio. However, we did hear something crashing to the floor like a picture frame had busted. But there was nothing broken anywhere in the house. We also heard the running to my door and the door opening. He still did not believe anything I had to say. I didn't expect him to believe me, but I felt like I had to tell somebody. Even though our marriage had soured and he became a very mean and cruel person, I still wanted to let him know that I felt like something was in the house. He was the kind of person that even if you had proof, he still would not believe a thing that you said. A few weeks later, we went to my cousin's wedding, where I was telling some of my cousins about my experiences, and my husband at the time cut me off and started trying to make fun of me in front of my cousin, telling him that I was a liar and just bored with my life. My cousin replied and said that he did not need to be name-calling, and that everyone has their own experiences in life, and he doesn't know what is real and what is not real, so he needed to chill out. The next day, we came back home. We hardly spoke and went to bed, obviously in separate rooms. The next morning, he came to my room and woke me up, and he said, Oh my gosh, I want to tell you what happened to me last night. He said, Did you hear me scream in the middle of the night? But I said, No, I didn't hear anything, as I wear earplugs because when I hear all the things that I hear, I don't want to be disturbed all night. He then said that he was sleeping and then he randomly woke up in the middle of the night, with a black shadowy figure at the foot of his bed. He said that he was so startled and scared that he tore off his sleep apnea mask, screamed, and then went to fight whatever it was. He said that by the time he flew out of the covers, it was gone. He said that he checked the whole house, but didn't see anything. He said that he was sorry that he didn't believe me all this time, and that having that experience really shook him. He also said that he couldn't believe that I could live peacefully while seeing such things. I just didn't know what to say to him, so all I said was, Okay, well, now you know. A few years later, we ended up getting a divorce, which was the best decision of my life. I'm thinking that probably all the negativity and hostile environment maybe brought that thing into our home. He hadn't seen anything like that since then, and although I live in a different home now, I still have many more experiences that happen on a regular basis, which I will keep sharing. Thank you. Biffendor. Our next experience of the night comes to us from Lisa, and Lisa's experience is called Rebel Yell. Lisa says, Hello, Nick. Here is my story. I was born and raised in Michigan. After graduating high school, I went into the U.S. Army. My first duty station was in Maryland, right near the Pennsylvania line. After a couple of years, I met and married my husband, who was also a soldier. We rented a colonial house in a nearby Pennsylvania town. It was turned into a duplex by running a wall down the middle of the staircase, making it quite narrow. The shared basement was somewhat restricted by a narrow crawlspace to the other side, and we only kept our bicycles down there. On the very first night, we both woke to the sound of slamming and banging in the kitchen on the first floor. We each grabbed a weapon and descended stealthily down the stairs. On the count of three, we popped out of the stairway, with me in a crouch and my husband standing. There was no one there, and the door and windows were all locked. My husband Patrick shrugged it off as nothing, but this continued nightly. 
After a month, Patrick was ordered to attend PLDC, which was a month-long leadership course at Fort Dix in New Jersey. The first week of his absence was relatively uneventful, aside from the noise of the neighbor yelling at his family, which I felt was growing in intensity after I had called the police a couple of times in as many days. Then, one night after my shift, I came home and just wanted to relax while hoping that Pat had a chance to call. I sat down on the couch, considering what to watch on TV, when all of a sudden the door to the basement started shaking so hard, I thought it would rip off the hinges. I ran up to my bedroom where my pistol was stored, and the door was still shaking when I returned. It was locked only by a hook and eye, and it was shaking almost hard enough to pop the hook out. In one swift motion, I flipped the hook up and yanked the door open. I was hit with a force of hot air so hard that it roared in my ears, and I was knocked two steps backward. The foulness of the odor made me wretch. There was no human in sight. I packed an overnight bag, and I left. The next day, I was able to speak to my landlord, who told me that during the Battle of Gettysburg, Confederate soldiers had used the town to fall back in an attempt to regroup. The family that owned the house had hidden a rebel soldier in the basement, and it's believed that he died down in that dark, dank space. I returned to the house after doing some reading on commands used by the Confederacy to march their units. When the door began shaking that night, I mustered up my deepest voice and commanded the soldier to cease his activity. It immediately stopped and was quiet for the rest of the night. I told my husband what had happened and he scoffed as he had before. That was until I was gone to the same course and the rebel soldier came calling on him. Thank you for allowing me to share this story. I do hope that I get to hear it read by you someday when my granddaughters and I spend time together listening to the podcast. We are big fans. God bless. Lisa Our next experience of this evening comes to us from Lady Origin, and Lady Origin's experience is called Message in a Dream. Lady Origin says, Hi Nick, long-time listener here. I've always enjoyed observing and listening to paranormal stories and shows since I was a kid. Not sure if this would classify as paranormal since I've never really had any experiences, but I wanted to share. I have always been a vivid dreamer. After any relatives or family pets have died, I've always seen them in my dreams. Growing up as a kid, my mom would take my sister and I to this lady for haircuts. I will call her Amber. She cut our hair in her basement. Amber had three kids, two girls and a boy. I will say for context that we were not close to their family. One of Amber's daughters, I'll call her Becky, died suddenly and unexpectedly a few years ago. The night before my haircut appointment, I had a dream with Amber and Becky. Here is how my dream went. I was at Amber's house and I decided that I was going to say hi to Becky. I went up the stairs and Becky's bedroom door was cracked open. She looked peaceful sleeping in her bed. I didn't want to disturb her, so I went back downstairs. I told Amber that she was sleeping and looked peaceful, and I didn't want to bother her. On the day of my appointment, I debated about saying anything at all. I was nervous, so I decided to wait to tell her after the appointment was over. I then told her as I told you about the dream. After I finished, she said, That's how I found her, asleep on her couch, and she never woke up. 
I was stunned because I didn't know that she had died in her sleep, and that's how I saw her in my dream, sleeping peacefully. Amber said that Becky had been on their minds a lot lately, and she was happy to hope that she was really at peace, like in the dream. She got all emotional and thanked me for telling her. I couldn't help but give her a hug. If I passed on Becky's message to her mom that she's at peace, I'm glad I was able to be the messenger. If anyone else has ever experienced something like this, I would love to hear from you. Thank you for considering my story. And stay healthy and safe. Lady Origin Before I continue, remember that you can share your experience with me through email or voice message at paranormalmysteriespodcast.com or at sharemyevp.com. And if you're interested in showing your support, please consider following and sharing the podcast. You can also help by giving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. You can also support me on Patreon, buy me a coffee, or PayPal by making a one-time donation, or become a member and listen to every episode ad-free. If you're looking for additional ways to get involved, please visit our website and join the forum. And be sure to follow me on social media for show updates and future content. And as always, links to all of my contact and support information can be found within the show notes. Tonight's next experience comes to us from Jasmine, and Jasmine's story is called One of My First Experiences. Jasmine says, Hello Nick, I have been listening to your podcast for a while now, and I even have my oldest son listening along with me. I have some interesting stories to share, and I will start with this one. In 2007, my grandfather passed away, leaving my grandmother after 60 years or so together. This is also the first time I can remember lucid dreaming. The dream was set in my grandparents' kitchen. Every detail in the dream was exactly like it was in real life. In the dream, I am sitting at the table with my grandfather, and we are watching my grandmother shuffling around. She is looking out of sorts, her hair is everywhere, and she is muttering to herself. I got the feeling of her intense grief. At one point she sits down and stares at the table with her head in her hands. My grandfather then looks directly at me and says, Don't worry, I made sure she is well taken care of. I smiled at him and the dream ended at that point. I told my dad about it years later and commented that his dad visited me from beyond. He shook his head at me and told me, probably not. Fast forward to 2021, my grandmother passed away and the estate was settled. Come to find out that my grandfather meant that he had her financial future secured. He had money stashed all over the place. I smile, knowing that I was right. I hope this makes the show, and thanks for reading it. I'm happy to share more stories, if you are interested. Jasmine Our next experiences of the night come to us from Introverted Artist. And Introverted Artist says, Hey Nick, I finally just caught up on all your episodes after discovering your show sometime last month. I'm going to tell you a few things that have happened to me in my life and some stories my grandfather said happened to him. Though I would be happy for you to put any of these on your show, I'm going to tell you a disclaimer that you need to tell your listeners, because if not heeded, it can really cause some damage in both the paranormal and physical aspects of life. I'll tell you after I tell my stories. First, I'll tell you the things that have happened to just me. 
I call this story Ghostly Adopted Grandmother. I grew up in a haunted house. When I was little, I used to see the image of an older woman every once in a while. I never sensed any negative energy coming off of her, and she never did anything to us besides watch us. I later found out that she lived and died in the house before my dad had bought it. We have now moved away, but the house is still owned in the family and is now rented out. However, ever since we left and people started renting the house, we haven't had a single person live there for more than a year. Two of the couples that rented the house ended up breaking up. After about the third renter left, I decided to check out my old home since I haven't seen it in about three years. Almost the second I walked in, I felt a rush of emotion that I could tell was not mine. It was the emotion of seeing a close family member after not seeing them for a long time. My theory is that the old woman watched me grow up for over half my life, and as such, started to like me in the way of a grandchild. When we left, I feel that she got sad and didn't want people in her house anymore. Now we have new renters in there with a baby. They have lived there for almost a year now. Maybe now that she has a new child to watch over, she is now content. My second happening is more malicious, and I call this story Phone Prank Gone Wrong. This happens about a year ago. My friend Morgan had downloaded one of those ghost-talking apps and wanted to try it out with me and our friend Anne. One day during a study hall, we decided to try it out. Keep in mind that we thought that it was fake. I assumed that it listened to our questions and some sort of AI answered us with a scary response. We were asking it all normal questions, like who or what are you? It answered by saying, demon. We then asked, what do you want? And it said, anger and pain. Then we asked, are you attached to one of us? And it said, yes. We asked if it was attached to Morgan or Anne, but it answered, no. And this is where it piqued my attention. When asked if it was attached to Caden, it responded with, closer. Finally, we got irritated with it, and we told it to tell us who it was attached to, and this is when my heart dropped. It replied with, Dana, which is the name of my stepmom. This made me a believer. We never once mentioned my stepmom's name, and the app wasn't on my phone, so it didn't have access to my contacts or anything like that. The second I went home, I immediately started smoke cleansing my home and all of my stepmom's things. I was a beginner at cleansing at the time and didn't know that you needed to have a window or door open so the energies or entities had a way to leave. So what did the entity do? Suddenly the drain in my parents' bathtub started making a loud gurgling noise. It was so loud that I heard it all the way in our kitchen. The entity had to go through the pipes to leave, which I learned is possible. The effect was immediate. My stepmom was suddenly a lot happier like a weight was off her shoulders, and our overall home life improved drastically. My final story happened to me last week, and I call it Family Guardian Checks In. I was staying in my grandparents' house for the weekend and was up watching TV on their couch. Everyone else in the house was asleep, but it wasn't late. It was around 10 p.m., I randomly looked up, and there was a shadow figure sitting on the other couch across from me. This never was a surprise for me, as my grandparents' house is haunted by two separate entities. The first one is the ghost of my great-grandfather. 
he manifests as a mist that floats across my grandparents' living room. The second is the spirit of the house. Houses that have history have a chance to manifest a spirit of its own. It has watched over our family for three generations, and probably many more in the future. My great-grandfather built the house and raised my grandpa in it. Then my grandpa raised his kids in it as well. Finally, I was raised in this house. I was raised in two houses on account of my father being away on business for months on end, and my mother not being allowed to take care of me by court order. The spirit of the house likes to check on us, usually in the form of a shadow person. It's important to realize that not every shadow person is bad. A shadow person is just a visual manifestation. They can be bad, good, or even neutral. Finally, I'll move on to my grandpa's experience. I've noticed that a lot of people say that the women in their family have a connection to the paranormal, but for some reason in my family it's usually the men. That's me, my grandfather, and my uncle. I call this experience Late Aunt's Perfume. My grandfather likes to fix up old houses and then rent them out, so he decided to buy his late aunt's old house and fix it up. One day, he and my uncle were doing floorboards, when suddenly they both smelled my grandpa's late aunt's perfume. Apparently, it's a very distinctive smell, and it couldn't be just the smell of the house, as it's been abandoned for longer than I've been alive. Finally, for the disclaimer I promised, as I listen to your podcast, I realize that people have been doing things like smudging the house or using white sage or palo santo. Those are all part of a closed practice. If you are not part of that practice, you cannot use those tools. You can seriously piss off spirits and cultures in general, as well as contribute to the extinction of multiple species. Both white sage and palo santo are endangered. Some good substitutes are blue sage, rosemary, pine, cedar, and birch. Those are all great smoke-cleansing substitutes. You may share my email if people need help banishing or cleansing energies, as I have a natural talent for it, and I can help get rid of them if they need it. Thank you for your time, and feel free to reach out to me if you or anyone have further questions. As tonight's show comes to a close, I'd like to thank Biffendor, Lady Origin, Lisa, Jasmine, and introverted artist for sharing their experiences. And of course, remember that if you have a story to share with me, you can find links to all of my contact information in the show notes. Until next time, thanks to all of you for listening, and I'll see you back here in my next episode of Paranormal Mysteries.